Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Irene Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet we do realize that if we want to continue to enjoy our lives, we have to be mindful of how we nourish our bodies. And our guest today is an expert on helping us do just that. Marissa Moore is a registered dietitian nutritionist with a background in chronic disease prevention and culinary nutrition just what we need this time Uh, and she's now added to her already impressive resume by launching a popular food blog that boasts over 52,000 followers on Instagram and as a trusted expert sharing science-based nutrition advice Marissa has become the go-to source with features in People magazine New York Times Wall Street Journal and many other major news outlets but I'm especially excited because Marissa is joining us today to share all about her soon-to-be-released book, The Plant Love Kitchen. Boy, I can't wait to get going. So welcome, Marissa. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. And I love that intro and uh, the title of your podcast. <laughs> I love oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> well, the feisty side of 50, like I said, you, you know, chronic diseases, that's one of the things that kind of pops up as we age and we want, so nutrition is really important to us. So I'm so glad you were able to make it to my show. But I want to begin by congratulating you on all of your success. My gosh, your blog, all these media outlets that are after you for your advice, and of course, your upcoming book. It's due out, I believe, on the 11th, so you must be awfully excited. I am. I am. It's been um, a great journey, and I'm, you know, so excited for the book release coming up. Well, and I also want to add, I mean, your commitment to sharing all this research and nutritional science, um, I mean, your recipes are great, and they're both delicious, but they're also super healthy. So before we get into the book itself, tell us a little bit about you personally and what led you to become interested in health, nutrition, and be able to cook like this. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up with uh, in a family of cooks um, from the South, and so my grandparents cooked, my grandfather and my grandmother cooked um, regularly. We didn't eat out much, and um, funny enough, too, my grandfather had a garden right next door in a little, little plot of land. So I grew up eating a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, thank goodness. And um, growing up in the South, we always had access to it, and that was one of my favorites. But the funny thing is I was never a huge fan of meat. I was the weird little kid who would try to pick the meat from spaghetti sauce out at the table. Um, and But I, but I like. Yeah, and so I liked cooking, and when I went off to school, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I had a teacher say, oh, you're good in math and science, so you should just become an engineer. So I'm like, sure, sounds good. I went off to Georgia Tech and majored in chemical engineering, but shortly thereafter did an internship and realized that as much as I liked the science, I did not like engineering. And um, thankfully, I had an advisor who knew that I would make smoothies. Back when it really wasn't cool to make smoothies, it was not something that people were doing. And um, he also knew that I was vegetarian, and he introduced the idea of me becoming a registered dietitian, which I had not heard of before. Uh, because Yeah, and, and, and I'm a very practical person, so my thought process around it was, okay, I've taken two years of 
organic chemistry. I have physics, calculus. I have all these sciences. Well, what am I going to do with it? And it ended up being a perfect fit to go into a nutrition science program. That is just incredible. Oh, my gosh. And then, too, you did that and kind of the universe gifted you with all the success. I mean, it's wonderful. It really is. And also, I, I the subtitle of your book uh, is which, An Easy Guide to Plant-Forward Eating. And I know you also believe that food should be enjoyed without judgment. So tell us a little bit about your food philosophy and what you mean by An Easy Guide to Plant-Forward Eating. Yes. So this is a great question. Um, one, I, as a dietitian, I work with people pretty regularly. And people are today, we're all dealing with so many things coming at us, that we have to eat a certain way and that you have to do this and you have to do that. And there's a lot of pressure to eat a certain way to, uh, to, to, to strive for perfection a lot of times. So with this book, my goal was to really make it accessible and practical. And so that's where that comes in. But when we think about the concept of plant forward, it does allow more flexibility. So it's sort of semi-vegetarian where most of the time you're eating, you know, a vegetarian diet. But if you want to, you know, on holidays or Anytime during the week you want to have meat or fish, then you can absolutely incorporate that without feeling like you've betrayed yourself or gone on some, you know, somewhere off on a tangent. You have that flexibility to do so. Well, and I love the fact that uh, it is plant-forward, so, you know, the, the, the recipes predominantly focus on plant foods. But, again, mm-hmm. like you say, you do add animal proteins. And so someone who has been a meat and potatoes person <laughs> their whole life, but they want to maybe add more vegetables, this is just the perfect resource. So I, you, you have hit a sweet spot. Exactly. And there is something for everyone. Like like you said, the meat and potatoes person can come in and kind of take it easy, just kind of dabble a little bit. But if you're interested in going full on vegan, there's options for you in here as well. I really like that. I, I mentioned before we went on air, I've been a vegetarian for decades at this point. And so uh, your veg- the recipes that do contain animal protein, you've got options for removing that and, you know, making it, making it totally vegetarian or vegan, which, again, so it's a kind of a resource, go-to resource for both meat eaters and us long-time vegetarians. So I think you've covered all the bases there. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Well, and one thing, though, that, again, for me, giving up meat, now giving up ice cream, (laughs) that was a different thing. But being like you as a kid, you know, meat was not the the thing, and you know, but but a lot of people, they really are resistant to it. So you've got, Mm -hmm. do you have some tips or ideas for people who really realize they do need to incorporate more plants in their diet, but who are still, you know, kind of hanging on to the good old ways of eating? you know, the mm-hmm. hamburgers and french fries kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it's really about balance there because um, the thing is you don't have to give up your favorites. Uh, and I think that's the beauty of, of this this plant-forward approach, um, that you don't necessarily have to give anything up because a lot of times, uh, like I said, when I was a kid, I didn't really like meat. So it's 
easy for me to eat plants, right? But that's not the case for everyone. And so if you are struggling, one thing that I like to recommend is just to take it really simple, simply. So look at ways that you can add, what can you add to the plate? So if you like mushrooms, maybe um, do some skewers where if you really like steak and you like mushrooms, add in some mushrooms for part of the steak on skewers and add some peppers and onions to add extra balance there. Uh, you know, for regular meals, can you just add one additional vegetable? And that could be a side of broccoli or green beans. It could be very simple. Or if you, let's say you are making spaghetti with meat sauce, what can you add to that sauce to pump up the, the plant? So it could be adding in, you know, a bunch of spinach to add some extra produce in there. Or you might take half of the meat and add black beans to, to tacos. There's all kinds of ways that you can kind of play around with adding extra plants so that you don't feel like you're depriving yourself at all, but you are adding more nutrition, more plants to the plate, however you can. I love that, Marissa, because full confession, if I feel like I'm denying myself for too long, then three or four days down the road, I am going to binge or do whatever. Uh, So I love the idea about it's not about self-denial, it's about adding. Yes, what you just said is actually proven by research (laughs) that whenever you deny yourself a craving, it often backfires and you end up going full in and above what you may have done if you had just eaten whatever it was in the beginning. <laughs> well, I am so glad that my personal problems are backed by research. Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> and I also want to think one of the, say that one of the special aspects about the book is on the recipes, in most of them, I think you've added extra tips, but you've also added love notes. So tell us about the tips and love notes. Yes, that was one of the most fun parts of of the book. Um, So the title was not my making. That's the publisher's title. Um, But I ran with it. I'm like, I love this. So we're going to focus on how much we love plants. And, you know, for most of the recipes where we had space, I was able to provide a a little nutrition tidbit to kind of give you a little boost to tell you what, why you should love the, not just the recipe but the food itself. So I just happened to open it up here to the chickpea, pesto chickpea bowls. And so I have a little love note here about chickpeas being such a great source of plant-based protein. And, you know, there's also little tips about Brussels sprouts and such. So just giving you a little bit of nutrition knowledge in the process so that you know why you're eating that food and why you should keep eating it. So that's me being a dietitian and nutrition nerd <laughs> there. Well, I love your love notes. And the other thing is you've got a lot of, like, flavor enhancer ideas, which I just found fascinating. I will be honest. That's one of my favorite parts of the book. Are you talking about in Chapter 3? Because in Chapter 3, I talk about tips and techniques, so I'm sharing seasonings because a lot of times what people miss about the flavor of meat is just that hearty sort of savory umami flavor so I talk about how to get that flavor in like the beans and greens recipe which is one of my favorites it's probably one of the most underrated recipes in the book you have to make it I think you would love it Um, so you know 
because there's a technique to it. Because at the end of the day, if we don't like the way a food tastes, we're not going to eat it, at least not more than once, right? So it's really important to kind of think about how to build flavor. Uh, I talk about the kitchen utensils you need, and it's not a lot. I promise you don't have to go out and buy special equipment. But just even steering techniques and things that you need to be able to impart more flavor into uh, the foods that you make. Well, and even though I'm a woman of a certain age, I was not one that went to the kitchen a lot and created, you know, recipes or ideas myself. So I am really going to focus in on your your suggestions for, you know, flavor enhancing. And the other thing, like one of them, I just got a, it was a chance to read about, you know, like dried herbs to enhance the flavor, put them in oil at the beginning and, you know, make sure they get, you know, all these little things that if you're not a, a good cook, they're real surprises and it can make such a difference in your in your output and your final product. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought that up because one of my favorite recipes in the book, another sort of probably might go unnoticed, is the roasted carrot soup. And it's getting a little warm, so it might not be, you know, people might not make their way to make it before it gets too hot. But what you just said, one thing you can, a simple little thing you can do is what you just described is blooming. So you put the spices in, in the pan, put a little oil in there, and it infuses the oil with the flavors from the herbs and spices. And what you can do with the carrot soup or any soup or really anything is drizzle a little bit over that of that over the top to just add wow. extra flavor. Because it's all about flavor. You know, I've got to say I'm drooling right now, Marisha. Thank you. You have got my saliva glands working overtime. But we've only got a couple minutes left. I wish we had more time. You've got 75 recipes in there, and the one that's getting a lot of buzz is your fully loaded breakfast cookies. So in one minute, can you share a little bit about those? Yeah, so that recipe was born from a three-ingredient recipe uh, that was a breakfast cookie recipe that got really popular on the blog. And for this one, it's completely vegan. It's made with sunflower seed butter, some roasted, salted, crunchy sunflower seeds, and dried fruit. Yeah, so they're perfect because you can make them ahead. You can grab and go with those for breakfast instead of, you know, necessarily buying them from the store. They're full protein and fiber and chewy and soft you can have them warm or room temperature they're perfect oh marissa well now i have to wipe my mouth because i'm really truly here <laughs> but i want our listeners to know that your book is coming out on april 11th and you also have a website so tell us where they can go to find out more about you and get some of those recipes on your website Yes, so my website is marissamore.com, so very easy to find. I'm also on Instagram under my name, Marissa Moore. But you can also get the book wherever books are sold. It's available now for pre-order. If you order it, it'll be at your doorstep on April 11th, or you can get it in the stores on April 11th. Well, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your creativity, and really uh, maybe most of all your commitment to making our lives healthy because uh, you have an artistry in the kitchen that's both delicious but it's also health-filled. So thank you, Marissa. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Well, back at you, my friend. <laughs> and for all you listeners out there, I believe it's time we boomers take pride in all of our compliments, our accomplishments, our glorious maturity, and keep ourselves vibrantly healthy by eating a lot of plants, just like our friend Marissa suggests we do. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you later.
Bye-bye.